FileMaker goes free for single users? This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. FileMaker recently announced that they will be making their database application free for single users. The implications of that for software developers, including one of our panelists, and you, the end user, are all the topic of this Mac Voices discussion. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Hey, um, we're going to start to run out of time. There's one story I definitely wanted to get um, in here because I wanted to hear um, uh, Jim's comments on it. Um, and that is, you know, some of Claris's plans for Fire, FileMaker. And I think way back somewhere on a Mac Voices show, may have been with Glenn Fleischman, that it was brought up that Claris was going to make FileMaker free for individuals. Um, and then in our private Slack, Jeff brought up um, that this may be in uh, in response to Airtable. Not being an Airtable user, I can't comment on either one of those. So I'm going to turn to Jeff and and um, and Jim and say, guys, you know, what do you think about this? Well, um, yeah, when, when I saw the news uh, about this, my first thought was, well, of course, I mean... If if uh, FileMaker wants to compete with Airtable, then this is something they have to do. And and uh, uh, one of the key things that they talk about in all this is uh, is a web access uh, interface. So, yeah, it's. I mean, at this point, when when I hear people talking about wanting to build just like on the fly a uh, a fairly sophisticated database. they're talking about doing something in Airtable. So that to me is like a serious uh, competitive issue for FileMaker, well, Claris. So yeah, it just it just seemed like a natural thing that they would do. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious how this, this uh, impacts you, Jim. As am I as well. Um... Uh, you know, I saw this on a FileMaker developer forum about five months ago, I think. And it was kind of weird because I was like, hmm, you know, even on that dis- on that forum, you know, kind of the story was, you know, mentioned. And then there wasn't even any commentary there and has not been since then. I haven't seen it mentioned. And. I thought maybe I just imagined it. That can't be right. And then Adam came out with this story. It was like the same story. So it's like, okay, yeah, I guess it's true. Although it's interesting. Again, doesn't seem like it's gotten any legs. Um, you know, nobody, uh, none of the other media I've seen have picked it up. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how this would really help them compete with Airtable. Um, you know, Airtable has a different range of free versus not free. Uh, Airtable is free for small databases, and then it, it mm-hmm. gets it gets you know. Then I think it's like fifteen dollars per user, um, which I'm not sure. You know, FileMaker is pretty expensive too. So what FileMaker is doing is they're saying 
okay, it's just free for non-web, you know, on your local computer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, single user thing. The, and single user things. And then for multi-user stuff, then they're not changing anything and it's quite expensive. Um, so, you know, certainly before, um, you know, I think FileMaker must have been getting zero new users uh, on the on the local, you know, for lo- you know single users because it was basically like five hundred and fifty dollars minimum to get in. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't think anybody, you know, they weren't getting any new users if if somebody wasn't uh, already using it, they wouldn't they wouldn't be starting. Um. <clears throat> You know, I, I you know I just don't know. You know, I think it depends how it's going to affect me. You know, maybe it'll put me out of business. I don't know. I mean, it's arguably FileMaker is the biggest competitor, and they just went from five fifty to free. Hard to compete with free. Um, and most of my business is single users, and not multi multi user stuff. So um, I don't know. Um, I know that interestingly, I don't hear from about Airtable much. Um, I don't hear from people, you know, saying comparing my product to, to Airtable. Um, interestingly, though, on like this the FileMaker forum that I you know lurk on, and I've been to some of the local meetings before the pandemic, and that's apparently something. So that. that that group that I, you know, I work on is all FileMaker consultants. So they're people that make a living making FileMaker applications for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one that did a presentation, and I guess he started doing uh, Airtable consultation, and he said that's now ninety five percent of his business, and all the all me. the customers want want Airtable, and they don't want FileMaker. Um, and, you know, so I guess, you know, that was good for him because he was getting business, but he was also frustrating because contrary to one of you said, you know, Airtable's pretty low end. It won't do much. Um, and so, he, so he's constantly knocking into like customers want this and that. And he's like, oh, I can easily do this in FileMaker, but it's difficult or impossible to do an Airtable. Yeah, I think one of the compelling features of Airtable is its tight integration with Zapier, which is a a very popular tool uh, for a lot of businesses. Well, I, I think, I, I don't know about that. I, I My impression is that it's just really easy to get into. You don't have to buy anything. You know, you can just, you know, it's kind of like starting to use Google Sheets. Um. You can just set it up online. Doesn't cost anything to get started. It's instantly multi-user, um, and a free version of FileMaker isn't going to change any of those things. I don't um, think so. And, and 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 FileMaker, you know, is really complicated at this point, um, which these consultants like because they become experts. Um, and you know they use all the ins and outs and and this and that. So you know people need consultants. Um, I you know the other thing is I, I hear these consultants like constantly complaining that 
Claris doesn't promote FileMaker, that nobody knows about it, um, which is kind of, you know, even, you know, again, I said I don't hear about Airtable. I hear about FileMaker a little bit more, mostly from people that are like, tired of paying for FileMaker updates, so let's try Panorama. Um, that's mm -hmm. mostly what I what I hear about FileMaker. Or, you know, FileMaker is getting too complicated and too expensive. You know, and, you know, I had FileMaker 14 and, you know, now they're up to 18 or 19 and I wanted, you know, because they definitely, FileMaker got into this, you know, every year we're going to charge you another 150 bucks or, you know, now they've gone to pretty much subscription, but, um, you know, it's an expensive subscription and they don't improve it very, very much. I mean, when's the last time you heard about some blockbuster FileMaker release? Um so, and, and that's kind of the interesting thing, like, okay, well, what, you know, what are, is their plan? Are they going to throw some kind of marketing dollars at this so people will know about it? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be that this just goes out there and means nothing. I just don't know. Um, well, some of this, but, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of this goes back to a discussion we had weeks, if not months ago, um, about, you know, databases and how, you know, there was a time that, uh, um, on the Apple II, Apple Works, it came with a database program. And there were a lot of really interesting and great database programs out there. And they all kind of went away in favor of the more specialized one or two trick pony apps that, you know, they're, they're database driven underneath, but they have, they have a better interface on top that is built by the developer. And I I just wonder you know where FileMaker is going to fit in this area. I mean I think of I think of ProView as a professional tool. I think of FileMaker as a professional tool. Maybe not necessarily for a single user. I have no idea about Airtable. I've never even looked at Airtable, so I can't comment. Airtable's it's pretty freaking cool. Okay, no. but is it powerful? <laughs> yeah, you can do it's, a lot of stuff with Airtable. It's, it's like a spreadsheet. It's 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 kind of cool for what it is. It's yeah, a lot like a, it's a lot like Google Sheets, and it, it's mostly yeah. If Google like a Sheets was a database, yes, exactly. And 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 you know what I like to, you know, one of the things that I did a long time ago, back in the eighties, was I had a marketing slogan for Panorama was that it was the database that thinks it's a spreadsheet, and um, that was I, I wish I had not done that. Um, it it was a very catchy thing that got attention. So that part was great. And people would come back to it and, you know, repeat that to us, you know, 20 years after we stopped using it. But the problem was it did confuse people because then they would be like, why doesn't it do this spreadsheet thing that, you know, they had some spreadsheet feature in mind and like, it doesn't do that. It's like, yeah, because it's not it's a spreadsheet. Not so. What I would say the the difference between a database and a spreadsheet is uh, in, in a spreadsheet um, each cell is more or less you know independent. There's no um, you know you may arrange things in row and columns, but the, the underlying data, um, spreadsheet software doesn't know about that. Um, it doesn't you know so in a database the the um, the cells are they're structured in a certain way so each column means something or you have a name column you don't put prices in the name column and the database knows that so it can do things like say oh i'm not going to let you put a number in the name column or you know put a name in the number column 
things like that. So there's a structure to it and um, that a spreadsheet doesn't have. Um, so that that's basically what the difference is. But they both have, you know, they, they do both have rows and columns. And, and, and it's Airtable is like Google Sheets in that it has rows and columns and it lives online. There's no local document. It it's mm -hmm. an online thing that li lives in your web browser. There's no application. It lives in your web browser. Um, so there's no installing. There's no updates. Um, it's it's just a thing in your web in your web browser, like email or Google Sheets or Google Docs. It's it's basically a you know web browser version of a database. So it, and it mostly works in rows and columns. They have a very limited um, layout ability, and they have a limited automation ability. Well, so, uh, they they have Zapier support, and that's yeah. the kill. That's the killer feature right there, which gives it much more than limited automation. And uh, and if and if FileMaker actually is, as I am hypothesizing, trying to compete with Airtable uh, in this sense, they need to uh, to start supporting Zapier because that's, I, that's I the go-to for so long, many companies. They did that a long time ago. That's no, what Claris they, Connect is. But I, I, the, I think Well, there's no Zapier support for FileMaker. Um, I, I'm uh, certain I, of it. I, I just double-checked. Okay. Because I, I didn't want to misspeak. I, I I I think I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't think that that is the big selling point of Airtable. Um, I think that's it's probably a key used feature by for a, a lot of people, though. I think that's a fraction of people. Most of the people I think that are using that have no clue what Zapier is. And you know, I mean, Zapier is like shortcuts. How many people use shortcuts? Not very many. I, I would and, lovingly and the kind disagree of, with you on the Zapier the part. Of, the kind of people that use uh, Zapier are the same kind of people that use shortcuts. Um, mm. I think more people know about shortcuts than about Zapier. Well, there you go. <laughs> that that could be. Um, yeah, the the, the Zapier uh, user groups that I've been involved in, um, the there's definitely a diverse group of people from all over the world that are very into it. It's, I have no it, doubt about that. I'm just, yeah. I think that that is, you know, yeah, sure. There's a, a passionate, you know, group of people, but I don't think that's where most of air tables, you know, the main thing is like people that don't know anything can just go and set up an air table and like, oh, there, I've got a database and I can give you a link and you can put names in, you know, and I can put names in and we're done. And, you know, they're not necessarily doing automation or um, anything. And even with Zap Zapier, I think the level of automation is way, you know, different than what you can do with Panorama or FileMaker, where the, where the automation is really tightly integrated um, I can't argue that. Yep, uh, I, I I agree. Yeah, this I mean, and this may not mean much to a lot of people. I mean, because again, I, I think it's a really interesting move, and and maybe both of you will shoot me down. But um, I just wonder if there is the if the I wonder how many people out there are just dying to build a database in something like 
FileMaker. Well, you know, that, you know, that, aren't, that haven't already problem, found a solution. Exactly. The, uh, that's the ultimate problem with the database market. It's a market that, like in the 80s, everybody wanted to do that because there were no solutions. But, you know, so a lot of people were building their own accounting package or, you know, whatever. Well, now they just go buy a program that does whatever it is that they want to do. And databases are they're DIY tools. And they're like, okay, if you want to organize your data and you want it done exactly the way that you want it done, and you don't want to just take an off-the-shelf solution, um, well, the number of people that want to do that is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Um, there are still people that definitely want to do that, but um, you know, it's not a, it's not a growth area because there's so much. You know, and and obviously, you know, the biggest part of the market is, you know, SQL and NoSQL tools and, and, and web-based stuff. It's, you know, it's not FileMaker or Airtable. And, and you know, all, you know, in the, in the greater uh, database world, they are like, you know, look at tools, you know, Panorama, they never heard of, FileMaker and, and, Airtable, they just like, look at those cute little toys, you know. <laughs> they, they they think that's a database, <laughs> you know. Aren't they aren't they adorable? Um, you know, they're using Oracle and Postgres and 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 that kind of stuff, which is all yeah, you know, that's and a that's a totally different game, right there. But it's still databases, and that's the thing. It's all you know. That's how most of the web backend stuff is done with those kind of tools. So, you know, there's there's a ton of, you know, REST interfaces and GraphQL is an upcoming thing, um, which I would like to add to Panorama at some point. Um, so, you know, there's a huge market, but it's all spread out and it's, you know, moved in a lot of different directions and, and it's moved away from the Panorama FileMaker kind of uh, having an app on a computer even if it's yep. shared. Claire in the chat room mm -hmm. says, my yeah. mother's par partner works with Microsoft and SAP for databases on the corporate level, have not heard about FileMaker. Uh, not right. surprising. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. surprising at all. And, you know, for, for, you know, since I've got this, you know, opportunity or whatever, I should mention that, you know, Panorama is quite a different app in a in a fundamental way from really all of these because panorama is an in-memory database so what panorama you know all these other ones they work with data uh on the disk and they're you know just shuffling little bits of data in and out um there are some in-memory um high-end sql databases but certainly at this end of the market uh panorama is the only one and um so panorama loads all the all your data into memory and and then it's super super fast and flexible and you can do things you know like run regular expression searches on data as fast as just simple text search and um it doesn't need any indexing so you know we do have you know people that get into like find out about panorama like they tend to think it's their secret weapon and you know like hi i'm in on the I'm 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 in on this you know secret thing that gives me the edge over my competitors, so that um, you know that's that's a plus for us that we're not really you know although it's sort of lumped in the same 
thing as far as like an air table, you know, like, you know, there's definitely things that Panorama does that those products couldn't touch at all. That one problem is that a lot of people don't even imagine that they can do those things. So they're not looking for those features. They're just struggling without them. And, you know, so you get, you know, some people that do discover Panorama are like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the solution that I never even dreamed existed. So I wasn't looking for it. So people aren't looking for it. So they don't find it. Or, Eric, do you have any anything to, Eric's a Panorama user, so. Oh, yeah. I, did, I didn't realize, Eric. Yeah. What, what What's your take on this? Um, I mean, I, I certainly agree with the speed thing and, and I very much agree with the, you know, using it for developing the, the whole DIY thing. Otherwise I wouldn't have a goat milking competition database written <laughs> in, in Panorama, uh, and, you know, fills out the forms, gets all of the results. They look really nice. Um. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. And there's still people I, I guess, at the university using Panorama, or is that not happening anymore? In a couple of spots, the one place where we were using it, they spent you know like lots millions to do a whole system, and then felt that they really should use that system. And, so your tool doesn't get used for that particular form anymore, but it costs a lot to replace it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, the question I would be, uh, the thing I'd be curious about is, you know, with whatever systems out there, if it gains in popularity, is that enough to at least get more people interested in collecting data and sharing it? Uh, you know, enough interested that they turn around and look for better solutions. Yeah, you know, I, I still run into a lot of people that use Google Sheets as a database, and it's it's a horrible experience. Oh. Oh. But but it's in every school district out there. Yeah, because it's part of the suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like people to get to the point where they feel like there should be a better option, and 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 then go look for it. And I don't know what it would take to get them to do that. Yeah, school districts are tough. Somebody that knows what they're doing, Eric, is what it would take. <laughs> you know, but I, I, and I don't, that that's not disparaging school districts or anyone else. But, but sometimes it's just a case of you don't even know, you don't even know what you need and the tools that are out there. And then you mm-hmm. run across one and it's like, oh my God, I've been looking for something like this. Uh, sometimes it's also, I mean, I have probably a million Google Sheets that are automated by now. And and the reason for it is it starts very simple and it starts with like very simple things in an expense. And and for simple things, Google Sheets is great. The question mm-hmm. is where is that point where, where you have to say, well, this is now getting into into an area where it might not be so great. Well, right. and where and does it get people that that uh, feel like they've invested so much time and mm-hmm. energy yep. that they keep slogging along with mm-hmm. the wrong tool? Yeah, sure. yeah. That's because unfortunately, once they hit that point, Patrice, you know, now you go and look for that solution. You've got to do the building all kind mm-hmm. of all over again, 
And then you have to train people and then you have to migrate the data, you know? And so like Jeff Mm -hmm. said, you know, they just end up like, Oh my God, I don't have time for that. You know, when I can, I can, I can waste my time here and do it and get it done. Another big player in that space is Excel, um, Mm -hmm. which isn't Mm -hmm. a database, but people do the same thing Mm -hmm. that Patrice just said. Um, And maybe Google Sheets is starting to eat into a lot of that. But, you know, there's a lot of people are just like, oh, I've got this program that looks like I could put data in it. So we'll just start typing data into it. And that's what happened in England. um, They did in England and something failed for a week. Exactly. Wasn't that their COVID database that it then ran a, out, of, out of right? Out of yes, the COVID database. Yes. They, they wrote it in yes. Excel and they woke up exactly. Yeah. That's insane. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Well, Jim, I I have a, a prediction for for the database uh, market space, and I I am serious here with this prediction I'm about to toss out. Proview is going to outlive FileMaker, and uh, and I think that's because the relevance that Proview has is greater than the relevance that FileMaker will will ultimately have. And uh, and yeah, so you were here before FileMaker was a thing and you'll still be here after uh, after it's gone. That's a nice thought, but are people still using COBOL? So uh, that's true. Uh, but um, I and and you I know you're gonna File, FileMaker is a weird thing because what is Apple doing with it? Why why does Apple have this company that sells a cross-platform database? And and and, and, and you know, that's something that yeah, I hear and sometimes in these FileMaker forums that they worry about that like someday Tim Cook will wake up and go, What? Get rid of that. I thought it was already spun <laughs> um, off. you know, it is not spun off. It is a wholly owned subsidiary okay. of Apple. It's just as much an Apple as an AirPod or or, or uh, beats. anything else? Or, right, yeah. Yeah. When, they, when Claris took it over, that changed. Claris <laughs> has always been a hundred percent Apple. Gotcha. Uh, ho- ho- I mean, they, yeah, they run it sort of. Yeah, it's in this weird limbo. Yeah. Most people, you know, even people like you that are really, you know, connected, aren't aware of it. Very few people are really aware that, you know, it's really Apple FileMaker. Because they don't run it that way. Time. I mean, like it's well, not, never. It never was marketed as Apple FileMaker. Right. Um, I mean, it was part of Apple, but when they bought it years ago, and just yeah, you're right. They just kept it. Well, originally it was from a company called Neshoba. Yes, in in the in in the late '80s, it was a separate company. But then right. Apple bought it through Claris, but they never called it Apple FileMaker, and they you know they right. seemed to sort of disguise or i you know i don't know you know they don't they don't emphasize you know they don't put it in the app store and i'm pretty sure it wouldn't you know the way they sell it if it was a third party they wouldn't be allowed to uh to put it in the app store one thing i wonder about is you know there is a filemaker version in filemaker go that's in the ios app store mm-hmm. and it's got a programming language which isn't allowed um so that's an interesting thing. Well, you're so, not kidding. FileMaker's not in the App Store. Nope, never is. Wow. 
Yeah, I've always wondered that too. What was the purpose of Apple's acquisition of that? It always seems kind of out of place to me. Well, I, you know, I could, I could, no. I, no, I think, you know, it, it, they bought it in the early 90s. And, you know, I think at that point they were concerned that there would be no database for the Macintosh platform. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that's when they had a suite. They had that. They had an Apple Works. They had, you know, um, so, yeah, that was when Apple was, like, desperately, like, um, you know, we want to make sure there's not nothing. Um, but yeah, why has it continued and it's cross-platform, you know, it doesn't really, it's never featured, you know, you've never seen FileMaker as a showcase for, you know, new technologies in Cocoa or, or anything else because it's cross-platform. So it's kind of lowest common denominator. Um, yeah, I feel like Bento got more coverage than FileMaker did for a long time. Yep. Well, it was, um, Ben. Bento was a lot more approachable, though, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was much. Oh yeah, more streamlined. Well, but it, yeah, but it was also well, a lot more streamlined limited. to the point that it didn't do yeah. much of anything. And affordable um, too. It was more affordable, but it, you know, it was really bare bones. But it, but it was sort of a showcase for Apple technology. I think it was written for um, Coco. Um, but it, you know, it was a, also it was an island. It wouldn't, you know, import or export. You couldn't transfer to FileMaker or anything else. Um, I think they eventually finally added text export, but it didn't have that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you know, it was kind of like you know that was that was a toy, but it was pretty. Mm -hmm. It was real pretty, and you know, we, I do still get people that are like, "Oh yeah, I liked Bento." I wish, you know, wish somebody would bring that back. Well, I, I get why it was appealing to so many people. You know, it's it, it wasn't intimidating like uh, like FileMaker can be to get started. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it, the problem is, you could get limited. started. You could get started like that, and in ten minutes, you know, you know, you you've learned everything you need to know and everything you can ever know, because there's mm -hmm. nothing more to learn about it. You know, you're done. Um, so um, Claire, Claire in the chat room brings up an interesting point, though. We mostly use Google Sheets for film and TV projects due to the email and calendar integrations. Most people know how to use it. I've used Airtable with a large broadcast company for events. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. there, there are a lot of different drivers to why people pick different pieces of software. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know. Hey, we're way over time, guys, but thank you. This has been a really interesting discussion. Thank you, Jim and Eric and Jeff, for, you know, a little bit yeah. of insight into this. And Patrice, too. Mm. Um, I think a lot of us, the rest of us, had to sit out because we just don't have the experience. But right. I, I feel like I've learned a few things, and I hope other people I have, did. too. Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Very, very enlightening conversation. Yeah, let's go around the room, let folks know where they can find you, and then uh, we're out of here. Um, and I'm going to reverse it this time, especially since the the order has been changing as people have turned their cameras on and off again. So, Andrew, I'm going to start with you. Somehow you always end up down the bottom left or bottom right <laughs> corner. So this time I'm elevating you to the first spot. Lacker. Awesome. Cindy mm -hmm. Brady. Troublemakers. Yeah. That's their corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which, which makes it weird that I'm not there. That's Cindy Brady on the bottom True. Right. True. 
Um, Andrew, I, I don't even want to think of Andrew as Cindy Brady. No, let's not do that. <laughs> with his hair um, in curls. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Apple, or no, sorry. Got that screwed up. Uh, Twitter, I'm at Andrew or not. But then I'm also at AppleInserter.com where I'm writing about all the cool, fun stuff news nowadays. Yep. Great, Great. stuff. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, I think the Cindy Brady thing just completely threw you. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brittany Smith, great to have you. Thanks so much for your insights into um, all the temperature stuff. Um, where can folks find you? Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me if you're looking for nerdy Twitter stuff when I tweet at ADD Liberator. That is also where you can find my YouTube videos. And I have put some out on iOS 16 and will continue to do so for the next little bit. And yeah, that, that those are the big ones. Thanks, Chuck. Great. Thank you, Britt. Mr. Scar from his new basement hideout. Um, where can folks find you? In my new basement hideout, obviously. Um, you walked into that. Um, did. <laughs> did a show, Dave, I should be good for a Thursday. When did I leave? I never did. Um, and um Good to be here. Uh, I guess next week we'll be playing with our toys and talking about that. So I'm excited for Friday to come and um, see how that goes. I'm ready to live on the, uh, I call it notification island. I forgot what they really called it, but that, that's what Dynamic it's going to be. Island. Yeah, it's going to be notification island. It's a place where just you get all your notifications. Um, so yeah, good to be here. Great. Thank you. Eric Bolden, thank you for uh, for being here as well. Um, where can folks find you? Thank you. Uh, I can be found at EA Bolden on Twitter. And that's probably the best at the moment as I hide from everybody else on the planet. I know that feeling. Yeah. Great. <laughs> hey, thanks for showing up. Really appreciate it. Patrice Brendamore, um, I, I see her. I see her eyes slowly going down. Yeah, uh, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you for uh, for being here and take, taking up some of your vacation by hanging out on Mac Voices Live. What's the best place for folks to locate you? Oh, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, like I, I like I was looking forward to my vacation so I can be on my crisis life because I usually can't. Um, the best places to find me, I'm every week on the British Tech Network on the uh, big show on Thursdays and also on the uh, Mac show on Fridays. We talk about different things like non-Apple tech versus Apple tech. Um, you can find everything I'm doing, all the social medias, the projects, the podcasts, all of that on thepatrice.com. And if you want to listen to something that is not tech related, and if you want to listen to something about food and food related stories and memories, I have an interview show called Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com. Great. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you. Jeff Gammon, back from WordCamp. What's the best place for uh, folks to locate you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm Jay, I'm Jay Gammon everywhere, basically. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, also, I want to point out, Patrice, I am so impressed that you were able to stay awake through the uh, the uh, uh, FileMaker discussion, <laughs> because it would be so easy for someone to just nod off through that, and you did not. <laughs> well done. Um, anyhow, okay, so... You made uh, it so, interesting. Uh, well, you know, um, it, that was all Jim. 
Uh, <laughs> let's see, what shows am I on? Here on Tuesdays, um, Thursdays on the big show early in the day, and then um, and then in the evenings on In Touch with iOS with Dave, and then on Fridays for the Mac show, and then also the Context Machine with Brian Chaffin. And then occasionally other stuff comes up too. Great. Thank you for being Jeff, being here, Jeff. We missed you. Well, Good thanks you for back. letting me back in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Jim Ray, thank you for all your database wisdom. Um, yeah, you you educated me on a number of things that I wasn't aware of. So thank you for that. Where can folks find you? Well, um, you can go to my website or my company's website, which is proview.com, P-R-O. VUE.com. And since we talked about Panorama, I'll, I'll recommend if people are interested, there's a great um, demo movie there. So go visit that and you can listen to me talk about it for 20 minutes and, and show you more about why it's, why it's special. Um, and then you can also reach me on Twitter at uh, ProVGym, same spelling, P-R-O-V-U-E uh, on Twitter. Great. Thank you, Jim. Really appreciate it. Last but absolutely not least, if if the troublemaker corner is in the bottom right, then I guess the angelic corner is up in the top left. And, and <laughs> oh, that, that puts Dave, Dave. Yeah, that puts Dave Ginsburg. Uh, that right checks there. out. Yeah. Oh. Chuck, you're on top left from me. So. Yeah, oh, okay. Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Uh, find me at in touch with iOS, in touch with iOS.com. Andrew's going to be back on the show this week. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Along with Jeff, will be back after being off, uh, and Warren. And uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dave, uh, no, youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, I'm on the Mac show on um, on Fridays, and I'm uh, on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks again, Chuck. Right. Thank you, David. Thank you. Folks, I'm the angelic Chuck Joyner. Um, this is Mac Voices Live. We do this. <laughs> I can't even say that was a straight face. Um, <laughs> we do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us or come back. I definitely want to say thanks to the chat room. They've been very active tonight. Uh, several different conversations going on, some about what we were talking about, some about some other things. So thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to see you. With that, we'll be back soon. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.